I'm Justin. And I'm Clarissa. Together, we're raising three boys. Jet, who's four. Jace, our three-year-old. And Baby Jones. This podcast is all about sharing our stories of a fun, messy, and chaotic day-to-day life. Days can be rough, and finding breaks is hard. But there's no question the time of the day when we can get every kid to sit down. Snack time. All right, let's go ahead and get going. Yep, we are back. (laughs) Yeah, we've not done this in months. So going to be some dust that we're going to be knocking off as we get going here. No, we just haven't done it in months because we're excited and um, we're coming at you with a brand new series. We've been kind of planning this, making sure we put all the sparkles on it before we start. And uh, we're here. So we're excited to kind of explain what's going to be happening. All right. Yeah. So the things that are going to be happening, we're, we're just going to do a quick little intro here. Tonight, we have guests with us. Yes. We have Tom and April Duncan, our executive pastor at New Life Church of the Nazarene and his wife, April. And these two uh, have just recently, we just recently finished up a class that they led, um, a small group class discussion lots of good things, whatever you want to title it. Um, it was a good time that we had um, just these last few weeks, and we just ended up last week or the week before? Last week. Last week. Last week. So we're going to... All about parenting. Oh, yeah. You all left about that part. <laughs> left that part out. All right. <laughs> but, yeah, it's going to be all about parenting, and um, we're going to talk a little more about the the series as we kind of go through with them. All right, so we're just going to start off um, talking with Tom and April and kind of going through um, who they are as a couple, how they got to be where they are today, and then maybe a few gold nuggets as uh, what we can look forward to as parents, what we should remember. But first, we wouldn't be a podcast without some rapid fire questions. Yes. So first, welcome Tom and April to the Snack Time Podcast. Thanks. Great to be with you guys. (laughs) <laughs> All right. We're going to start off with a question from me, Ready. Favorite zoo animal? Giraffe. A monkey. Okay. Favorite color? Um, let's go with yellow. Purple. Favorite. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Tom's just going to say random words. Oh, man. Um, it's either purple, green, or orange. So okay. Purple. Multiples. <laughs> um, let's do favorite ice cream. Oh, mint chocolate chip. Black raspberry, preferably in a milkshake. Oh, mm. Yes, mm-hmm. from UDF. Uh, those are good. <laughs> Wits is probably my favorite at the moment, mm. but I do like them. Okay. Um, all right, dream vacation. <laughs> Ooh, my dream vacation is like the Caribbean, blue water, on the beach, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's what we usually do. (laughs) And those are great. Mine would be hitting every major league baseball park in the country on a two-month trip while we're hiking through the mountains on the way. Well, that's a lot there. (laughs) That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. But I like the beach, too. It's a great time. Yeah, I would like to see. I'd like to check out all the ballparks. I think that'd be fun. I've probably got about a dozen of them done so far. I had a cousin or my cousin's husband. He did that. 
like in law school, they did this, and I'm pretty certain they like stole a garden gnome from my uncle's neighbor and took this garden gnome with them everywhere they went and would take pictures pictures (laughs) and send these pictures back to the owner of this garden gnome. Oh, that's awesome. So it was was a pretty fun thing. Very cool. All right, Clarissa, let's move into more of the podcast. I'm done with my rapid fire questions. I can't think of any more. I'm not good. (laughs) Well, thanks for entertaining us, guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's just tell us a little bit about yourselves, who you are, um, Give us a little background on how you got to be here and how you guys are also parents. All right. Well, Tom and I met um, at my home church in Vandalia, Ohio. I graduated from college, came home. I'd already been pretty active in my church. He came on as an intern and then eventually as a full-time youth and worship pastor there. And we became really good friends because I was his best worker, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. So In anyway, after a few years, <laughs> after a few years of friendship, um, then we got married. We had both of our kids in Vandalia, which is near Dayton. Um, we moved from there to Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, was there for a little while. Yeah. Then we went to Bedford, Ohio, which is near Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And so our kids mainly grow, grew up there, and we were at the uh, Nazarene Church there in Bedford. And now um, our kids are adults, and Tyler is a nurse. He graduated from Olivet, and also I graduated from Olivet. And Alyssa is a nurse, and she graduated from Mount Vernon Nazarene University, and Tom graduated from Mount Vernon Nazarene University. And Tyler lives in Indianapolis with his wife, Shelby, and his daughter, Ember. And she's the cutest little seven-month-old you've ever seen. (laughs) So cute. And uh, Alyssa lives here in town and works as a nurse, married to David, who is um, working at Mount Vernon Nazarene University. And that's a little quick tidbit of where we're at. Oh, and we're currently, we've been at our church now at New Life for... Fifth, little over 16 years 16 years 16 years we love it we love it wow. there yeah well we love having you guys there so thanks i guess it works out then doesn't <laughs> it that's the only way it works isn't it and we first met i mean we could say we first met tom and april when we were helping with the youth group at new life before we even yeah that's right yeah uh, before we were even married i think yeah we mm-hmm. were dating and we Engage. wanted to get involved Mm-hmm. And Tom's the one that got us involved with the youth group. I think I remember that. That's a lot a of asking. <laughs> but we, it was good. It was good. Oh, you good. guys are great with that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I did the youth pastor thing for about 20 years before we moved to Mount Vernon and kind of switched to the executive and associate kind of roles. Yeah. It was fun. So moving down our list here. What does parenting currently look like for you now? I know no one's in your home, so I don't think we've talked to anyone that's been 100%, (laughs) 100%, maybe like, I guess your dad. Uh I think your brother was living there at the moment, and I think Caleb was still at home when we interviewed Troy Troy and Krista. So They were close. yeah, Yeah, so... What does parenting look like for you guys now at this stage of the game? Um, it's very different. It's very quiet. Um, it was very hard for me to not attend sporting events of my children once they were gone. So there's just huge shift of paradigm once it's all over, once they're 
they're moving on. Um, so she was the first parent to go to intramural games at the college. Yes. <laughs> I was a faithful follower. <laughs> and, uh, and did they respond well? Yes, they were so happy to have me there. Well, probably not, but I thought they were. So. Oh, that's funny. Uh, it's definitely different. You know, you're more the encourager and the supporter now um, and the friend versus when they were in the home. So yeah. it's, a, it's a whole different season and feel, but it's still fun. Just yeah, different. It's fun. And you have to be careful, real careful about what you say. You have to think twice before you respond or tell them what you think should happen. Mm. Um, and that's hard, especially when you know, at least I think I know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a better way. And you just can't really say it. You just kind of got to let them do it. So that's yeah. a good insight to have because, uh, I'm sure my mom, my mom thinks that all the time. Like, Clarissa, what are you doing? Yeah. But she's a, she's a great listener. So I feel like, yeah, you definitely switched to more of the, I'm just going to listen uh-huh. and support. Right. Well, Clarissa is going to be the one going to all the intramural sports yeah. in college. I, and I'll I know support you already. in it. I'll support you as you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, and now you mentioned, but you have a granddaughter now, Ember, yes. right? So you kind of transitioned mm-hmm. into that new phase mm-hmm. even. Right. It's so fun. It's I, the best. I work with a guy. He just said the other day, he goes, man, it goes, if I knew grandkids were so great, I would have had them first. Yeah, <laughs> right. Enough, I know. <laughs> it is. It's like a whole, it, it can't explain it. And it's so kind of weird to see your child have a child. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch them yeah. Parent. But they're doing great. They're doing great. Yeah. We're so proud of them. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. Well, so um, <laughs> moving on then, it. Is this how you kind of envision yourself? I mean, you've been through most of what people think of as parenthood. You know, we kind of just talked about the transition now, you know, to the adult kids. So is this how you envisioned yourself now? Or Or. to add to it, when you parented with the children in the home, were you the parent you envisioned yourself being? That helps. Yeah. I I think I don't know that I've ever been one that like looked far out and um, had big ambitions or dreams of what things would be like. But I could say I I enjoyed every stage. Like I enjoyed all the ages and stages and seasons of parenting. Um, they're all different, but um, I think I even to this day, even as adults, I mean I enjoy it. It's just it's they're just all different. But I don't I guess. I don't know that I have an answer to if it was what I would have envisioned, um, but it was fun. Yeah, Even I knew I knew what I did not want to happen in my home, uh-huh. mm-hmm. or yeah, and what I knew what would be better than maybe some things other people had done. So I think we tried to do that to be better than what we maybe once thought people would. I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying like we yeah. did better than? Yeah. You did better than um, you just knew what you didn't want. Right. So you kind of focused on making sure that didn't happen sure. and figuring it out from there. I think we tried to be intentional. That's probably one of my favorite words, but mm. just being intentional in a lot of ways. And if you're not intentional as a parent, then you <laughs> quickly default to mm. some mm-hmm. stuff that's not the best. So. Right. Yeah. But it, but yeah, we really enjoyed it. Good. So was there, was there th- looking back, was there ever a defining moment that you like knew something had to change in the way you were parenting or you had to 
veer off course from what you thought was right, but then because of whatever situation came about, like you had to make a, make a change, do a 180. Um, when we first moved to Mount Vernon, our kids were both teenagers and, um, Alyssa, the younger one struggled the most and became pretty rebellious actually in lots of ways. And it was very out of character and we Mm -hmm. had to totally regroup like what is going on here? And so we had to, um, just stay firm to what we knew to do the Mm -hmm. right thing to do. Um, lots of prayer. Um, we were consistent and I mean, we just didn't give up. We just kept doing the right or what we thought to be the right thing in that situation. Eventually she came around, but that was a real hard thing because it just threw us for a loop because it, we just weren't expecting that at all. So that's, I don't know that we changed anything, but we really had to dig our heels in to, to, um, we'll do what we knew was best for her. And the best thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. if we were looking from the outside in too, does that make sense? Uh-huh. That was about an 18 month period. That was definitely the most challenging time we've had as parents when she was turned into a different person for those 18 months. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a time of trusting the Lord and trying to make decisions that put her in positions where she could flip around, um, put mm-hmm. her around the right people, make mm-hmm. the right calls that were hard at the time, but you know, we're, <laughs> Right in the long room, in the long long run, <laughs> and in the room, yeah, long run. Um, and I don't, so I don't know that I have other great answers to that. But I was, as I was thinking about that, I think there's little things that you just learn as a parent, like going to Alyssa again. I'm a big proponent of love, loving love languages. Gary Chapman's five love languages, and we learned pretty early on that her language is words. Mm-hmm. So over time, being really intentional about. <clears throat> how we spoke words to her and what words because they were very magnified in her mind um, and just being careful about how we used words with her. That was one thing. Um, another thing, I don't know that it was pivotal again, but just learning with Tyler, he was, he's not this way anymore. He's very chatty, but when he was growing up, he was very quiet um, and you had to learn that um, when he was going to talk, it was going to be in his time. Uh-huh. So just a, learning to adjust to whenever it was his time, then my schedule had to change. Um, And just kind of learning that rhythm of his opening up and when he was going to talk, which it was hard to anticipate, but when it happened, you just kind of have to do it. So there are little things like that, that you, I guess it's more learning about your kids. That makes sense. Um, Just kind of learning their nature and their makeup. And then how do we adjust for that? Or how do I adjust for that as a parent? So those are little nuanced things. I don't know if it totally addresses that question, but it was, it's important, I think. No, I think so. And my question too, going off of that is just, did you really start to notice those things like the words and letting say Tyler speak? Did you notice that when they were teenagers or did you start to notice that when they were like way younger too? Cause I would say younger. Alyssa was always sensitive to what we said. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, very early we had to like always redefine what we were try- really trying to say because she would take it like, what? You know, like, yeah. so we had to be, yeah, careful about how we said things early. So well, I think it just reminds me even of, of our boys because we have three, five and under, but it's like I can already tell personalities. For and, sure. And those things, you know, mm-hmm. who who is taking the words and 
blowing them up. You're like, oh, wow, everything I say, mm-hmm. they really are catching on or um, soaking in or thinking that's all about them, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we have one that's like it's very similar to your Tyler, who you just don't know. Mm-hmm. That's going through that brain. Mm-hmm. It starts opening up. So Big I just time. <laughs> Big time. He opens up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The convenient time, it's you never know. Convenient as well. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I just think that's so um it's encouraging to hear that those you can see those traits even now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, For sure. Oh cool. So kind of moving forward to the next question, how does your relationship with God, you know, your experiences and um, <clears throat> parenting, how do those things kind of go hand in hand? How do they connect? Go ahead. I, I think it's just kind of daily wisdom and discernment, um, grace um, that you just kind of sense. And I'm kind of going back a little bit, trying to think back to the growing up years. Um just a continual openness to the Lord kind of leading you into kind of where their mindset is. Like it may be something that they're acting out in or um, not doing something that we would think is the right way, but knowing there's a lot going on in their life when they're young, things that going on at school that we don't know about with friends and, um, and just letting the Lord kind of give you wisdom and discernment the best thing I can think of specifically on that, um, kind of in that just day by day kind of a life. And I would say, um, understanding that, and and you guys have heard this a lot already, (laughs) as we've been in a group together, that modeling is the key and knowing that they're just watching us all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think God reminding me of that all the time that they pick, especially, I mean, I think all kids do, but Alyssa was so in tune with just She's so observant and um, just watching every little thing that we do and how we treat people, how we act, how we carry on behind the scenes when only they're watching. Um, I think those just those reminders from the Lord that your kids are always watching, they're always observing, they're always catching um, what we're doing and how we're treating others. And um, that was that was probably as good as anything, I think, that the Lord helped with just that constant reminder of the modeling well, it, it reminds me of even simple examples. I mean, yesterday we were in the car and um, Jace, our four-year-old, he said something about, he was, I think it was about a shirt, maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know. I might be mixing a bunch of things here, but he kept saying he had a collar. He had a collar. He had a collar. <laughs> and because he had this cute little shirt on with mm-hmm. a collar. And, um, but he also kind of in the same thought was like, I'm, I'm like dad. I want to be like dad. And just, and then other, th- do you remember what else he said? Yeah. He thought he was a dog. He started well, barking. Yeah. No, okay. well, that, like, like a dog collar. Like, no, 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 not that kind of collar. That's awesome. No, but he was saying, you know, he Let's wanted like to, to dress like dad or wanted to be like dad. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, you know, he was asking, is is dad going to do this activity too? Or I don't know. And I just remember telling Justin, even, you know, yesterday, they're always watching you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they may be oh, watching sure. me too, but, you know, boys, definitely, their mm-hmm. dads. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think modeling, that's huge. There was a song that was written when our kids were really young. It, it, <laughs> you wouldn't know it, but the chorus went, um, 
God help me to be like you because he wants to be like me. I do know that song. Yeah. And I remember <laughs> singing that when they were really young. And that, that song's always in the back of my mind, like going through those years of they want to be like their parents. So I want them to, I want to be like Christ if they want to be like me. And yeah. it's not always easy, but I just mm-hmm. rung, rung in my head as you were saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, well, it, it made me think of another example, but I know we'll talk about that later, probably. <laughs> okay. So how do you guys find time? Like thinking back to the years when you had a lot of young kids, mm-hmm. or not, uh, you two young kids, but you had um, younger children, because mm-hmm. um, I know we, ha- we have a lot of people who listen that are in the thick sure, of it right for now. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember how you found time just at, with each other as a couple through like we, I mean, we intentionally just made time. I mean, if we wanted to go out to eat, we got a babysitter. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we didn't have a, a lot of money. But, you know, we just tried to do things that were cheap. And, you know, we didn't hesitate to say, oh, we're not going to leave our kids with somebody. Because we did. I mean, we left them and with people we trusted. Mm-hmm. And... We spent key, a little key part, key part there. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, when you grew up in the church, you yeah. Have to one learn thing to about the church is that we're lucky yeah. to have, cause they're always grabbing your kids. Good people. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we, I mean, we didn't hesitate to put money out for that. Mm-hmm. Even if we just had to go for a walk because we had to pay the babysitter. I mean, at least we made time to go do that. Yeah. I don't remember so. any specific like thing besides just being intentional with, doing that getting a babysitter um just making it a priority when you could mm-hmm. uh, and she was also so in our we were a little different in it. like she said she's always been a key person on my leadership team when i was a youth pastor she was very involved in the worship and music when i was a worship leader so it wasn't like we were kind of always separate either because we were connected in some of those ministry type of ways too which made a difference yeah do you feel like that helped you guys grow being in ministry because justin and i we've had some time where we've led a small group or whatnot but you feel like that helped you grow oh, as sure. a couple and right in lots of ways i think so i think you see right. each other and there i think you see the heart for the lord in each other in those kind of times that you don't always see just in everyday life mm-hmm. when you're watching them minister or sing mm-hmm. or lead a study or whatever it is mm-hmm mm-hmm i didn't mean to dominate that (laughs) (laughs) no i i actually really like that perspective i think um sometimes it can be a little scary for people to reach out or um to get into ministry even and Mm -hmm. i think it's just encouraging to hear you know you don't have to do it alone you can do it with each other oh sure you know and figure it out together for sure okay so (laughs) it's time to pull out the nuggets. Ooh. I think. Yeah. Well, can we, let's just explain this for a okay, second. Go Where ahead. we're getting the nuggets from. Go ahead and explain mm. this, Clarissa. Okay. Well, in our group that Tom and April were the, our lovely leaders in this parenting group, um, we have, uh, we had parents of all ages. It wasn't just parents yeah. with young kids. It was parents with teenagers, older kids, whatnot. Um, and as a group, they gave us uh, their 25 gold nuggets, which we're not copywriting it or anything here on this podcast. So when, when Tom and April decide to go in and write a book, this, these are the 25 yes. things. 
But um, we're not we're not going to read all of them throughout this series, but we are probably going to reference them and touch on them because we are going to get to uh, actually interview some more couples who are part of this group and kind of see what, you know, stuck out to them. But um, they wrote 25 gold nuggets. I think they're pretty amazing. Um, it's nice. been helpful for me already looking at them. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Justin, what were you going to... Go ahead with. So bring I, out the nuggets, right? Yeah, let's let's bring out the nuggets. So did you guys came up with them together, but are there any that were like your favorites or your top several? Um how whatever's easiest. Maybe you can't pick one, but if you could say top ha- however many. Top twenty five, right? Yeah, <laughs> I'm no, just uh, uh, well, no, I appreciate you guys sharing that. And I would say just so everybody out there knows this wasn't what we based the group around. <laughs> we just, as we were starting that, it just kind of came to me, I think, to kind of pull those together. Um, and I don't even know why I wanted to do that, but I just kind of wanted to kind of formulate like, what are the biggies? Like, and that's kind of how we talk to talk to the group, I think is, Hey, if we were ever to write a book, here's the 25 that we think are huge. So did you just write these down just recently? Just in the last, yeah, just yeah. really we since just the beginning of the group. Now we've, I mean, a lot of these things we've used in other similar classes. We've done a few groups of parenting, different yeah. stages and seasons, but, and I'd say most of these have surfaced at some point, but we've never like put them together like this. So it was helpful to me to just, kind of put them in this form, um, which, yeah, it was just a few weeks ago. Well, I'm only referencing these um, 20 years from now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they've come through a lot of years, yeah. As far as favorite ones, like the the first one on the list, people wouldn't know, is uh, kids and teens spell love, T-I-M-E. And that's something ever since my early years of being a youth pastor that I've just seen and observed and known as just critical talking to teenagers, watching families is that kids need time, undivided time. Mm -hmm. They need to know that they are the most important part of your life. Um, after Christ and our relationship with our spouse, I mean, our kids are the most important more than our careers and our hobbies and our fun and all of that. And we just have to invest time in them. So that's, I mean, that's the shortest one, but that's one that's just always been huge to me and something I've probably mentioned about a thousand times in the last 30 some years. Well, I know you've mentioned it a lot because I remember <laughs> hearing it in youth group. Uh, I mean, that's, that's what you would say mm-hmm. yeah. to us in youth group too. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that's, I mean, that's a simple one. A couple, and I'll let April speak too, but um, probably the couple that are huge to me is just, and I don't know if people would still believe this, but even in 2023, with all my heart, I believe parents are still the number one influence in their kids' lives. Um, even teenagers, I think a lot of people now would probably say it's culture or media or something like that, or their other friends. But I have no doubt that parents are still the number one influence. I mean, kids learn from their parents. They want the love and the attention and, and the, um, they just want to make their parents proud. They want to love their parents and they were, they're watching their parents. So I think that's a key one. And that's more just a, a realization that it's not all of those surrounding things in our culture that are really influencing our kids more than our parents. It's the parents are number one. I think that is a key thing that I, I'm just going to keep hammering. Um, anytime we have a group or a class like that, modeling is another big one just to realize that modeling is huge um that our kids catch more than they are taught with our words it's what's what they see in us so i'll stop there i could speak more and let people mention anything <laughs> well, well, she wants to <laughs> i'm gonna say i'll go back to the the one you started with that the parents are the number one influence um i have my job happens to be working with um parents of 
that go from pregnant moms up to age five in their homes. And our curriculum is called Parents as Teachers. And even in in the, the secular world or whatever, I mean, it is like all kinds of research shows that yeah. parents have to be in the influence, the major influence in a child's life. But it's also who the child wants. And every part of my job points mm. back to that. And unless our society, even now, starts real young, I mean, as newborns, as pregnant moms doing that, um, things don't go well in life if you don't, Mm -hmm. you know, and it it proves in our society that that's truth. But I'm just saying that even in those aspects, it's not even the church, it's just society sees that that's so important, which to me is just another um, thing that points back to it that parents are always the number one influence. Yeah. So. Because we're seeing it biblically, but we're also, like you just mentioned, you're right. seeing it in regular society curriculum at sure. your job. Right. And it's showing that. And it's showing the importance of parental influence. So. Right. No, I, th- I think that's good though. And it might seem very simple. Like, oh yeah, duh, we know that. But it's good to hear. You know, I think um, when you're in the thick of it, you get so busy Mm -hmm. as parents and you just, you're trying to put food on the table or you're trying to rush to the, the sports practices. And all of that is like fun. I think like you love being, Mm -hmm. being at those practices, Mm -hmm. but if we're only solely focused on the job and, and like the task oriented instead of what does parenting the whole role look like, you know, Mm -hmm. we've got to look at the whole, what that encompasses Mm -hmm. and what influence we're having on kids. Well, I just think, I think anything in life, I mean, not anything, but most things in life are simple, Mm -hmm. but it's hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So having the reminders and, and seeing it and practicing it and going through it, like it sounds simple, but it is hard to do losing weight. Yeah. Eat less calories than you consume. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go to the gym every once in a while. Like, it's simple, but it's hard to do. For sure. Mm-hmm. So it's this is no different for sure. What mm-hmm. what else are your some of your favorites, April? Um, I would say that life isn't fair, <laughs> and we we told our kids that all the time. I mean, there was they always would say well so-and-so gets to do this or they have that or you know there's always something that someone else that's that has that's better in their mind than Mm -hmm. what they had and or got to do but I mean life isn't fair and I don't feel like a lot of our uh, families in our society now really think about that you know they don't they want to give their kid every little thing that there is to keep them happy yeah and um Anyway, life isn't fair, and it's a good lesson to learn early, I think. Yeah, we're we're living in the life isn't fair era. Everything is, it's not fair. It's not fair. You're right. It's not. (laughs) It's not fair when they get out on their own, and that's what they're learning, too. Yeah. Well, I think it kind of goes back to um, just, you guys kind of mentioned it before, but just learning those hard lessons and having um, consistency Mm -hmm. like you mentioned some examples of consistency and um, I don't know that really sticks with me because to be honest when my kid keeps saying well that's not fair that's not fair what's the easy thing to do Mm -hmm. the easy thing to do is to give in Mm -hmm. and to be like okay you have one too or you do this too Mm -hmm. because it's easy and you're just like I just don't want to deal with this 
Um, and I have definitely done that before, <laughs> Sure, but, <It's> easy. <laughs> um, but it's, it's helpful to remember that life isn't fair. I got to stay consistent, uh-huh. you know, whether they're this age at five or they're in some of the hardest times in their teenage years, right. you know? Well, that would be another one being <laughs> consistent and following through with what you say. That's huge. Yeah, it is huge. But you definitely. can't, you can't say, um, yeah, when you get home from the store, you know, they're, they're acting mm-hmm. up in the store. I'm going to tell your dad about it. And I mean, it never happens. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. You have to follow through with what you say. You can't um, just tell them words and think you're not going to do it in your mind just to get them to behave for the moment. You have to follow through. Yeah. So. We had we had a moment tonight that maybe we'll talk about in a wins and losses <laughs> segment at the very yeah. end. But uh, those are good. I would have said consistency too. I'd be up right up there. You know, the empty threats and the not following through were just huge for kids going going off the rails eventually. Um, I think that's big. Now, I'm not gonna. I'm going to ask you for your final piece of encouragement. If you could give one piece of encouragement, but we're not going to be done because I have one more question after that that I kind of want to ask that'll segue into our kind of conclusion and a little bit more about what we're going to be doing in the upcoming weeks. So what would be a final piece? Uh, if you could just say one thing, maybe you've already said it. Um, you can double down on, on whatever, but if you had a final piece of encouragement for someone that's listening. Well, I think that it's fun to, or good to laugh with your kids, just to have fun. Um, and then also laugh at yourself. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you know, we make a lot of mistakes or we don't always do things right or perfect, but just have fun with your kids. That's huge. Yeah. April's very good at that. That's she, she did well with that with our kids. I think mine would be... Um, if it's encouragement, of course, you know, a lot of those nuggets are to do things or mm-hmm. corrective things. But I think just the simple fact that you don't have to have a Ph.D. in parenting to be a great parent because of what I said earlier, parenting is more caught than taught. Um, and any of us can love and be kind and make good choices in front of our kids. Uh, we can teach work ethic. We can follow Jesus. Mo- 90 percent of parenting or I should say 90, I should say it this way, 90% of being raised as a child is by watching and observing the parent. And we can do those basic things that we want our kids to excel in, which is how we treat others and how we live for Christ and how we learn to work hard and how we take responsibility and those type of things. So I think a lot of parents think I, I didn't have a great parent to show me or I didn't have classes on being a parent and all of that can be true but Christ can help us live it out in front of our kids. And that can be for anybody. So that'd be my encouragement is you don't have to, you don't have to be super smart or super educated and you don't even, it's a lot harder, but you don't even have to have a a family that showed you the ropes growing up because God can help us to love people and to love our kids and just um, live life in front of them. Good. And I'm glad that you don't have to be smart to be a parent. (laughs) (laughs) It helps me out a lot. So the, the last kind of question that I wanted to ask here is the group that we did just finish and complete, what kind of led you guys to want to lead this group? What, 
what was your prompting? What was what was God saying to you or speaking to you guys about that? This is something that needed to happen in our church because, and we'll see, you know, as we talk to some of the other families that we're in, but um, it obviously was because there's a lot of people who came away with it with thoughts and and ideas and and kind of a call to action as well. So, so what kind of led you guys to? to want to do this i was excited about the response i mean we had a great response to the group um which was amazing and for us honestly it was a little bit different than most of the groups we've done which have been i know you mentioned earlier that there was a variety of folks but i would say the majority of you had kids younger than teenagers that were in the group and most of the things we've done to this point have been parents of teenagers actually the most recent group we did was parents of adults that was a very (laughs) interesting group how to be a parent as an adult i wanted to go to that (laughs) (laughs) yeah to see on the other side of it yeah Yeah, that's for sure (laughs) that is for sure but this was really the first group that we've had has been mostly um younger kids um kind of season of life but the reason is it's going to sound really basic, but it goes right back to what I just said. Parents are their number one influencers in kids, and we have to get kids early. I believe that's stronger every year that you've got to capture a kid's heart early on. Or, I mean, with society the way that it is, if they're moving up into those teen years and not, they're not founded scripturally and in Christ and as good citizens and loving people, then it's just so hard to get them back. It's so hard to turn the ship. Mm-hmm. So I just feel... There's nothing more important I can do than encourage and help equip parents with little kids. So because the kids are watching them and they can just grow up to be um, hopefully like the parents that God wants you to be. Now, that might uh, might sound like we're kind of talking in circles is the reasoning, but that's really the reason in my mind is I can't think of any better way to invest my time than working with parents of young kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and April, mm-hmm. what about you? Um, well, again, I've work with families <laughs> and a lot of them really struggle in life period. Mm-hmm. And, um, I see the results of the struggles they have just mm-hmm. in life and the kids struggle as well. So, you know, when parents, um, really love their children on, are invested in them and all of these ways that we've talked about, um, amazing things can happen in that child's life. And I mean, that's what we're about. We're just about the next generation, just passing on the baton and, um, you know, just praying that they have the grace and the strength and all that they need to uh, love the Lord with all their heart and move on and, and change the world, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep, maybe a little bit of a rabbit trail, but back to my youth pastor years, 20 years doing that. If people would say, like, what's the worst thing you saw or what's the most damaging thing? And, and we saw kids on drugs. We saw kids trying to take their life. We saw um, kid having abortions. I mean, we saw a lot of stuff. But if I was to point to what's the most damaging thing in a kid's life, I would point back to the parent relationship. Mm-hmm. When, I, when you talk to the kid and you really hear their heart and really hear where the breakdown was, it would go back to the relationship with the parents. And that sounds, it, it doesn't sound as stark as kids dealing with a lot of other heavy things, but that, that was the reality uh-huh. um, that I experienced. And I still think today that's it. So anyway, back to yeah. the No, yeah. absolutely. Well, I think you guys are just a testament to what you were saying, April. You said we're all about like investing in the next generation or whatnot. And I think you've shown that even through 
the years, you know, through your <laughs> generations, <laughs> if I say that, because, you know, you were with the youth group and they're mm -hmm. the next generation, right? When you're right. younger and just growing. And as you guys have progressed through your, your different positions and um, work wise or whatnot, it's just shown you've been, you've still invested in the next generation. It just looks little different yeah. or maybe the next generation gets a little older yeah, <laughs> yeah. as we get a little older <laughs> yeah but we're we're happy and i we're thankful to have people like you because i've always kind of lived by that you know you need to um have have someone that you mentor you know have mm. people around you your same age and also have a mentor and i know justin and i definitely kind of look towards you guys as mentors in the parenting realm so well, thanks yeah yeah so the you know, for us, like we couldn't appreciate more you guys hosting and doing the class. And, and, you know, what's, what's weird is the last week, you know, like you think you're progressively like getting better was like the hardest week for me <laughs> The last week, as a parent, like the kids just, it was next level, everything. Oh. <laughs> and so like, it was, it was tough. Like I really was like battling like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this parenting class right now and this group. And I, I don't like what's going on right now, but you know, that's, that's kind of how mm -hmm. it works though too. I feel like right. sure. it's like when you're fighting hard for something, the devil tries to come in and step in. It's for, it is real. For sure. It is real. Right. But uh, you know, all in all, it was great for us and we appreciate it. And the thing that's going to be coming next and the podcast to come is we're going to be interviewing some of the couples that were a part of this Very cool. and kind of hearing all of their takeaways or things that, you know, they were convicted about as well. And so I'm excited to have more discussions with people because, uh, really, you know, selfishly, Clarissa and I just get to continue to learn and learn mm. and learn as we have conversations with people. So, you know, this, we, we put this out for people to listen to, but really it's for Clarissa and I to get to bond and, and share something together and learn as we're doing it. Well, so and to listen back to, it's a good resource. Yeah. So yeah, we're really excited about some of the couples. Um, I know we've already heard a few funny stories that are to come. And like you mentioned before, um, some calls that a call to action with, with a couple of different people. So it's going to be a good time. And we're excited that we got to kind of set it up here with you guys and kind of get more of the history and, you know, set the foundation of, of what we're going to be talking about. Absolutely. So real quick, Clarissa, do you think we could come up with wins and losses real quick so we don't take Tom and yeah. time? Yeah, let's do it. Wins and losses. Okay. I'm going to start with a win. Oh. So I'm going to start with my win, and my win was tonight. And when April was talking about consistency, I felt so good about it. So <laughs> Jet... <laughs> Jet was extremely tired, was to sleep on the couch, and the other two boys had taken a bath, and Clarissa asked him, do you want to go to bed, or do you want to take a bath? And he, no. Do you want to go to bed? Yeah. Well, he went to bed, and then the other boys were done, and they wanted to watch like a show or two mm -hmm. of television. Well, all of a sudden, Jet's not tired anymore. <laughs> yeah. And he wanted to go watch television. And I said, no, like you chose to go to bed and you didn't want to take a bath. So you're going to stay in bed. Mm. Now, maybe this isn't the best consistent <laughs> part, but the choices were you can either take a bath and go out and watch television mm -hmm. or we're going to stay in bed. 
Yeah. So your choice. And Mm -hmm. after lots and lots of, it's not fair, it's not fair, it's (laughs) not fair, he decided he was going to take a bath. And (laughs) it was a good night, and they were happy, and they went to bed well. But I I was bound and determined <laughs> you are not watching TV unless you take a bath, buddy. That is funny. Yeah, that's what you so, said. Well, but, you, you, said. Got, you got the win of the night. I got the loss. <laughs> All right, let's hear your loss. Well, a while back, we definitely told a story about our second son, Jace, who kicked a hole in the door. I had a little bit of a temper. Mm-hmm. It was just the start of a hole. Well, my loss is after tonight, we now have a larger hole from jet who wow. you just had a win with really from tonight and everyone's gonna think that i'm just letting these boys kick holes in, in doors but really it was it started off as a as a win because he wanted some alone time to settle mm. himself down but we need to continue to work on appropriate ways to get out anger <laughs> not damaging things <laughs> Um, you so just threw me for a loop. I was about to, I would have, if I was a betting man, I would have bet a ton of money that it was Jace that kicked the hole. I didn't even know that. So <laughs> you're sitting right here. So more to come on that story. But, um, you know, he is a good kid, as you could tell. He's he's learning. So. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then my, I'll go quick with my win. Yep, my okay. win is, um, I'm sure we'll talk more about this, but we just went on a trip, you and I, just mm. a little couple trip. And my win, as far as the boys goes, is when we got back, Mr. Jones, who was a daddy boy before the trip, is now a mom of a boy. I don't know how much of a win that is. That's a win for me. That's a win for now until until it gets too much. You know, I would say a loss, but when you're just practically perfect. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. Uh, I would say, I would say definitely... So Easter morning was yesterday and Clarissa was singing. So it was me and the boys all morning. And of course they had Easter baskets and they had all the things. So like I had excitement level 10 and Clarissa and I have found that like there's a rule of excitement trumps everything. When the kids reach a certain level of excitement, they, they don't hear you. They mm-hmm. don't like, it's just excitement level, everything. Uh-huh. And That's the, 26th nugget. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. and with Clarissa being gone and Jones being the mama's boy that he is now, he was not a daddy's boy at all. So I got extremely frustrated and I couldn't put Jones's shoes on him. Mm. And so I put the darn shoes in a bag and said, <laughs> Clarissa can put these on oh, at the church. And we left early and drove around until it was time to go to church. Because if I had to stay in this house any longer, I would have went crazy. I don't know if that's a loss. That's, that's, that's turned into yeah. a I needed, yeah. I felt I'm going to need some resurrection yeah. <laughs> because it was, it was rough. But it was, eh. well, the losses, I mean, I probably did more stern talking than normal um, leading up to getting out the door. But (laughs) all in all, it was a good day. It was a good day. Yeah, It was a great day. So Tom and April, thank you guys for being a part and doing this with us. It was fun. 
Hopefully, uh, we look forward to doing the ch- uh, adult children class <laughs> yeah. in 20 years. So Yeah, we'll roll in, roll in our wheelchairs. <laughs> no, I look forward to hearing the other couples that you talk to and oh, see how that goes. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be good. I think it'll be good. Just through conversations, I think be cool. there's a lot of good things that came from it. So it's I'm excited. It's a good lineup and... We're excited to be back on this podcast. Well, uh, Justin and I will be on for our, our own podcast here in the next few weeks, and we'll kind of explain what we've been up to the past month or couple months we've been off. Uh, yeah, lots to talk about there. Okay. So everyone take care. Peace. Bye.